0: Bunta Vista episode 138. Those of our listeners who have not totally destroyed their brains with research chemicals remember that last episode we found ourselves in the Bunta Vista Scenario Factory. Should be no surprise then that this week we find ourselves in the Bunta Vista Scenario Factory factory. But where the former was a sort of fun, sort of art deco space with scenarios flying around in pneumatic tubes while the song Powerhouse plays. uh, Scenario Factory Factory is an entirely different place. Warehouses of warehouses extend in all directions, and the space hums and throbs as it births Bunta Vista Scenario Factories, seemingly causing the Scenario Factory Factory pain or pleasure in the process. Uh, I'm Theo. I'm here with Andrew in a little donger, in what could be, naively be called the centre of the Scenario Factory Factory, and he's pulling his hair out. His eyes are darkened and weary, as he attempts to come up with the perfect Bunta Vista intro scenario that covers all scenarios, scenario factories, scenario factory factories, and so forth. How are you, Andrew?
1: Feeling a little perturbed, Uh to be honest, uh, by this Lynchian nightmare that we find ourselves in.
0: Okay, but you are very hard at work, though, to try and bring forth the scenario that
1: ends all scenarios, terminates all scenarios, is that... Yeah, like, I'm pretty hard at work at it. I have been, like, just kind of scrolling idly on my phone for the last 45 minutes, but now that you're talking about it, I I guess I'll I'll get back to looking uh, into the scenarios.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, but just if you can come up with one that just perfectly encapsulates all all possible scenarios, including that scenario that you are describing,
1: that would be great. By next week. You're looking for the scenario singularity. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, look, I'm doing my best, but... uh, these phones are pretty distracting. Okay. You
0: know? Yeah, we should really work on that. Uh, and of course, we have Lucy, who is madly shuffling mm. papers, pointing to graphs and explaining explaining that according to Gödel's incompleteness theorems, <laughs> no Bunta Vista <laughs> intro scenario can be both complete and consistent, and describing all possible Bunta Vista intro, intro scenarios is folly to try. How are you, Lucy?
2: That's that's me. I I have been saying this for yep. a long time.
0: <laughs> uh huh. That that edge has led himself down a, a path that will only lead to uh, distraught failure.
2: Mm. Yeah. What you said. That's, okay. That's what I think.
0: And it's because of the Godel thing.
2: Sure. Yep. That's right. Sweet.
3: Pokemon Godel to the poles. Fuck off. <laughs> and there
1: he is.
0: Oh boy. There's Ben. He's also with us in the Donga, and he's sketching a dope
3: picture of a skeleton doing a nose grind on a cop car. <laughs> Hey, buddy, I have two things here. Okay. Uh, the first is I feel like you have intentionally used donga to confuse anyone that's not from say, I, yeah, okay. All right. I have no
2: uh, idea fucking, what you're talking about. Well, by yeah, the way. Okay, so
3: it's a it's a demountable they use on
0: um, like for temporary offices on construction sites.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: Like a demountable building. It's just a building. Yeah. You drop they build place, them, yeah. Often build it's them out of donger. shipping containers. A it's donger. a donga. Yeah. A donga. Uh, donga with an A, apparently.
0: Oh, I've, I've written D-O-N-G-E-R on the notes I would have that I totally had to well. write down. That is,
1: that is slang for penis, as uh-huh. we all know. Yeah, you're donger. Oh, you're yeah. absolutely right.
0: Yeah, and, and you're probably the first person to note that as well.
3: <laughs> uh, the second point I wanted to make is that uh-huh. uh, I'm quite contentedly drawing this, frankly, amazing illustration of a skateboarding skeleton defacing a cop car because I've already solved the issue by simply inventing a scenario where not only do we exist in the known universe we also exist in every other possible universe that could have arisen from any different initial starting conditions in the big bang oh
0: okay and you've kind of wrapped a scenario around that yeah
3: oh it's that easy it's too early
2: for this (laughs) it's (laughs) like a david lynch bullshit
3: Well done, well, Ben. Thank you. Well, in Thank case you.
1: anyone's uh, in case anyone's curious, apparently the word "donga" entered the Australian lexicon around 1900. Uh, and while its origins aren't known, people think that maybe it came from South African English and Afrikaans. Oh, oh, disgusting! It's oh. probably
2: got two A's <laughs> on the end of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well. Speaking of ominous alien machines that swell and throb with malevolent energy, let's talk about the Democratic primaries.
2: So, since I am, as some of you may or may not know, a permanent resident of the United States, please stop tweeting at me that I'm illegally donating to the Bernie Sanders campaign. (laughs) 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 Looks very bad, not illegal, completely fine. I figured that I should do some coverage over here of the entire uh, shit show that is American Democracy. While I learn about it, please don't tell me that I'm wrong about things. Please don't send me any questions. Actually, do send me questions. I'll do my best to answer them about how any of this works. I feel like no one in the U.S. knows how it works either. That's a whole other story. <laughs> this is a new segment that we're going to be doing, and it's called The Bernie Brodown Down. <laughs> that
1: rules. <Wow. laughs> that was good. Let's do uh, a little merry jig over here. That's high yeah. energy, high energy bluegrass, folks. Like you Gotta it. love it.
2: Well, it's very merry, just like it's merry over here, because Bernie Sanders has won the popular vote in all three of the caucuses that we've done so far, including Iowa, which you might have seen was a, was a, bit, a little bit yikes over there. It was a lot of. A lot of recounting, a lot of uh, losing results, a lot of uh, Pete Buttigieg announcing that he won for no reason. Pete Buttigieg.
1: Buttigieg? Mm. Buttigieg. Buttigieg.
2: That is is how it's said, as I'm learning. Buttigieg, I
1: believe. Although, if you look into his history, apparently because he's such a weird little freak Mm. um, who has always wanted to be president since he was a small child... He spent different periods of his life pronouncing his own last name differently based on what he thought would play better with voters. Mm. He took my last Super name to a normal. focus group. Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: <laughs> I think because he's from the uh, Dutch part of Malta, it's actually pronounced... Geek <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
2: boy. There's plenty yeah. more to make fun of Mayor Fulbert. but I'll, oh, I'll yeah, allow it. yeah.
1: But um, it is it is an interesting move, the whole thing of not winning a primary and then getting up on stage and going, Folks, we did it! As mm. though uh, either you won or it was your intention to not win.
3: He's won after... Yep. I think it was after Nevada, where he was just like, Wow, they said we couldn't do it, but we did it without being like... <laughs> no reference at all to what it is that he did, because he didn't make any particularly
1: noteworthy achievements we I... didn't
2: win in any in any aspect, in fact.
1: <laughs> oh, you don't want to get bogged down in details. that's, that's true. true. But he, he, was having a positive but he did attitude. win
0: the he did win the delegates count though in, in Iowa wh- he through did. the absolute weird labyrinthine system mm-hmm. of whatever it is that they're doing over there.
2: I definitely uh, understand it. To
0: to <laughs> stop <laughs> at all stages of like the American election process of the person getting the most votes from winning. Mm-hmm. Which I crazy can, talk. Which I sense is sort of the goal here, just to, to stop that from occurring, because we don't want that, right? That's, a, that's bad?
3: It's mm.
1: okay. the bad. last thing we wanted to happen. Right. Mm. There's, um, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can point to in Australian democracy and say, not great, you know, that's not perfect. Um, like, like how we have the whole sort of weird, <clears throat> we have the whole like uh, party pre-selection for seats and that involves a lot of like weird politicking and there's branch stacking and stuff and and quite often a local member uh, sorry a local um a local branch of a party will vote to not endorse somebody to run for them and the the you know the head of the party will come in and go actually you do want that guy to be your representative and that's how people like you know um jim mullen and uh notorious horny book writer dennis jensen Mm. Got their seats because, like, the prime minister personally intervened and said, "No, no, this guy's my friend, so he will be running in this oh. seat over the objections of the actual people in the party." That's all one thing.
3: We have but some absolute you've got failings.
1: The, sure. Then you've got the caucus stuff. Then you've got the coin tosses and the drawing cards from a deck. Oh, I love mm, that video where thing they were like
2: coin tossing.
1: That that person got an ace. <laughs> and they were like, "Woo!" And they're like, "No,
3: aces are low." And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> shit it's, it's
2: all ridiculous there's a bunch of stupid just crazy shit that goes on but it is true that I feel like there is something to be said for being allowed to choose what candidate you would like to be running for president unlike what we do in Australia which is just basically have no say in that process but it's going well for Bernie he has a lead of 43 delegates and apparently as I understand it needs a thousand nine hundred and ninety one for a win uh so uh it's looking good. Mayor mm-hmm. Pete's coming in second with 26. Uh, we've had 10 debates so far. I feel like it's just Ten. a weekly thing now. It's just constant.
1: It's Fucking very debates. normal
2: stuff. <laughs> uh, so the last debate I did watch, and it was a huge shit show that was basically no moderation. Uh, a lot of it was questions thrown to Bernie Sanders, like this one. Uh, Senator Sanders, you've praised the Chinese Communist Party for lifting more people out of extreme poverty than any other country. You also have a track record of expressing sympathy for socialist governments in Cuba and Nicaragua. Can Americans trust that a democratic socialist president will not give authoritarians a free pass? So, uh, just super normal stuff all around. Mm -hmm. Just basically like, "Mm, Mr. Sanders, you support health care. Would you say that uh, Chairman Mao was a great leader? (laughs) (laughs) Do you agree with
1: everything Stalin ever did?
2: Mm, Do you think everything Stalin did was good? So that's sort of the level of debate that we're at at the moment. And, uh, of course, you may have seen Michael Bloomberg is suddenly just part of these things because he has enough money to just insert himself into the campaign. Uh, Every time I watch TV, there's basically a Mike Bloomberg ad, which basically say nothing. They're just like, you can trust Michael Bloomberg, who is... Another billionaire who has several sexual harassment and assault allegations against him. Somehow that's someone that the Dems are uh, just going with and running for. Um, to beat a guy so that in the sucks, last
3: you have to use a guy that sucks.
2: Yeah, you have to use a guy that apparently sucks less, but I don't really <laughs> see how.
1: Well, Bloom- Bloomberg like was registered as a Republican until like a couple of years ago, wasn't he? Or, or like before he was...
2: It wouldn't surprise the, me.
1: Well there's there's that footage from the uh, there's the footage from the Republican National Convention uh, in the two thousands of him endorsing George Bush Jr. Right. Like the dude he's is, is another just billionaire. a straight up Republican. Yeah,
2: yeah, straight up. He's just inserting it. I don't even know why I don't feel like he's gonna get a lot of support. He's just pumping money into it. Um So yeah, that's what's going on, and the South Carolina primary is uh, today, so by the time this podcast comes out, there's probably going to be results from that. Uh, The polls show that Biden is going to win, but I don't know, he's not having such a good time.
0: No, he seems to be like, every time that he opens his mouth, his position drops by like two points.
2: Mm, Because (laughs) he's losing his mind, and I feel very bad for him, but I also don't, because he sucks
0: it's also a fun question with like with with Bloomberg as to say oh you know he's supposedly worse uh, so supposedly better than Trump except you know has all of the same sort of other features of being a being a billionaire being a huge weird unit all that kind of thing and I mean look clearly he's probably not as much of a mutant as Trump is but the fun thing about Bloomberg is we actually have seen him in power for a great amount of time you know he, he Um, did stuff like ramp up stop and frisk in New York Um, Mm -hmm. and now what we're seeing is him having to go back on his old records and just say like oh that time where I actually um, brought one of the world's largest police forces together to do institutionalized racism uh, for the express purpose of being racist as you go back to his own remarks to say you know we need to get them into minority communities and shake people up and do all that sort of stuff uh, when i was doing that i was just doing a big whoopsie um but i've had a lot of self-growth Oops. since i did that for you know many many years um and now i now i hate it and i think it's bad the
3: moment someone even- pointed out to me that
1: racism is bad i thought wait a oh, second i
3: stopped that immediately
1: <laughs> I thought mm-hmm. oh you might be no. onto something. <laughs> But Why even what he's even, <laughs> even the stuff that he has apologized for, like stop and frisk and and calling trans people "it" and all that sort of stuff, um, the s- the stuff that he has apologized for, it hasn't even been like, you know, he hasn't he hasn't said, "I apologize for you know helping to cement like a racist legacy from my from my term as mayor, my multiple terms as mayor, from the third term as mayor where he refused to step down despite the term limits of." Two terms for a mayor. Um, Any of that stuff. All he's kind of said about any of that is, oh, I I get now that it looks bad. Like, that's kind of the extent. He's not like, I can see all of the very real harm that this has done. If I could go back and do it over, I wouldn't have done any of it. Instead, he, he just, it's all couched in language of like, I inherited stop and frisk from somebody else. He's tried to run the line of like, Oh, I, I massively reduced stop and frisk. But yeah, which is
0: bullshit. It went up.
1: Oh, well, I was going to say, it's true in the sense that at some point it reduced after he like quadrupled yes. the, the use of it. Yes. Um, yeah, and and he's just like so on the record about so many of these things, saying horrible, horrible <gasps> mm. shit, and the idea that you can just turn around and go, oh, my entire life's legacy in the public? Forget that stuff.
0: But what we're seeing instead uh with the with the media is that's all just going weirdly uncommented on and you've just got the weirdest units like max boot um who whose life work i can Max boot max boot (laughs) um very very weird uh journalist um his life work seems to be um making sure everybody knows he has the worst hat in the world Go on Twitter and check that out if you if you'd like to see a man with the worst hat in the world uh, being like, oh, Bernie Sanders was against the Vietnam War back when it was dangerous to be against the <laughs> Vietnam War. Like that's supposed to be a fucking point against him. Like it's just it's mind-boggling. It, it absolutely just staggering. And they get on cable TV every single night, MSNBC, and they say just this this stuff that will make you scream and it doesn't seem to stop. So, uh, cool.
2: It's cool stuff. Having a Mm -hmm. good time over here. Uh, The only good thing... I don't hate Elizabeth Warren. um, Anyway, she did say something very good in the last debate. She really went in on Bloomberg.
0: Yeah, yeah, she hooked in.
2: She sure did. She said, I'd like to talk about who we're running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump.
3: Boom. Oh. Oh. oh, damn. It was pretty good. And I then respect she just it. just pulled down his pants and showed everyone his tiny little dick and laughed at it. And everyone
2: mm-hmm. laughed. They were all pointing. They were all yep. laughing.
3: Jerked off his little boy dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: boy. But, uh, yeah, just it's so weird the extent to which you can see all these different people just embracing Michael Bloomberg as, like, oh, well, you know. Uh, the he's,
0: sensible option.
1: Well, uh, like. Not even the sensible option, just like that that's the whole sort of um I think that's the the final extension of the idea of anyone but Trump mm. is, oh, we'll get this, you know, billionaire. Same guy. Old. Yeah, just just the same guy, but for our side. A guy who is is horrible, who only has the interests of capital at heart, who basically doesn't care about anything, as you can see through this campaign, will absolutely turn around and say Oh, all of those things that you thought were my beliefs, because of all of the years I spent enacting them, uh, they're actually not. Because nothing matters to me. What matters to me is holding power.
0: Ah, mm. uh, yes,
1: but he is electable because they will be able to
0: convince him to pretend like he's played, uh, like he's read Harry Potter for Instagram clout, mm-hmm. which is an active process going on right now. Uh, oh, God, have you, you guys, see all of the um, like? Influences that he's managed to like purchase with ironic messages i hated um, that shit oh, so
3: fucking much mm.
0: so just in case anyone hasn't seen this um a whole bunch of instagram um celebrities all posted at the same time they quite I, i'm i don't go on instagram i'm sorry but they were all just dms to him um to them saying hey you know here's something quirky and you, will you post this on your on your thing and they're like Will you give me $10 million? And he's like, yes. Uh, and it's supposed to be this jokey, ironic thing. And then everyone did it all at once. And it's super gross. Cool. And weird. He's mm. really
2: just hammering the ads too. And I just, I just wonder what he's trying to gain from this. Because I don't feel like there's any poll that shows him taking any kind of lead at this point. He's entering the race later. There's, no one, there's nothing showing that he has a huge amount of support. But he's just spending and spending and spending on these ads. And what is it for? You know, yeah, I don't know if it's just to sort of sow so discord between everyone and make everyone really mad and talk about anything else except Bernie Sanders. But it sucks. Shit sucks.
3: Uh, Bloomberg it's ideally what drop out. Also, the others drop out. Everyone that's not Bernie Sanders, please drop out. Thank you.
2: Hmm. Thank you to Andrew Yang for dropping out.
3: That
1: was good that for you. A
3: classy move on his behalf.
2: It was a classy move. Good for him.
1: Yeah, imagine getting to a point and saying, oh, there's obviously not actually any way for me to do this. So I could probably just step off at this point.
2: Except imagine. Tom Sayre, he can he can stick around. I like, his, I like the cut of his jib. I know
1: <laughs>
3: literally nothing about him, and I don't his want to His policies
2: are actually quite good. Well, <laughs> like, he absolutely shouldn't be the president, because he is also a billionaire, and, you know, it's not ideal. But his, his views on things, pretty good. I'm fine with him. It's coming in a hot third.
1: Bringing bringing juvenile on the campaign trail and mm-hmm. getting up on stage with him—that's just fun stuff.
2: Good moves, good dance moves up there. Good for him.
1: Uh, hey, folks, because we know that Bernie Sanders has had—he's um, had the Strokes do a do a campaign appearance with him. It's going to have um, public enemy. Going to have public enemy. So let's just let's go around the room, Ben. If you were running for president and you could have a band play at an event with you would it be? Sleep. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it's it? It's
3: just uh, opening every fucking campaign rally with Dope Smoker in full. And, then it, <laughs> and how long does that go for again? It's about 63 minutes long. Uh, and then at the about. end I say, <laughs> all right,
1: vote for me. I'm out of here. That was one <laughs> song, by the way. Peace. Uh, what about you, Lucy?
2: Oh, it's Jimmy Barnes for sure. Or, oh. or all of Col Chisel.
1: Getting a, coming out to K-Sarm. Mm. Yeah.
2: What a dream that would be! <laughs>
1: oh, beautiful stuff. Uh, Thea,
0: um, mm. I feel like the loud music would make me nervous. Hmm.
2: Mm.
1: Maybe something soft, something quiet, something ambient. Yeah, but I'll
0: but I'll be playing that at home,
1: where <laughs> I am. I will then I will then FaceTime into the rally. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> turn turn off the camera of the of the other side. that's
0: my whole campaign. Don't vote for me. I'm afraid of having power <laughs> <Yeah>. don't don't know <laughs> things I
1: would yeah <laughs> if elected, I promise to work from home <laughs> my goodness uh the world's first agile president. <laughs> 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 oh, that's that's one hundred percent the kind of shit that Bloomberg is. Oh yeah, yeah. The whole nation has to do a fifteen well. minute stand up. Oh god! Quick whip around the <laughs> hundreds of millions of people. Um, any blockages? Any roadblocks? Yeah, but he but he totally has this thing of like, hey, I've I've operated fast moving businesses. Oh, and he had that post on his social media that was like, um, if I get elected, I will turn. I will turn, like, the the White House into a big open-plan office. Oh, (laughs) yeah. What about that? (laughs) Who wouldn't like it? Who wouldn't like it?
3: Oh, God. I just want to make
1: sure things are getting done in the worst possible working environment. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love sitting right next to their boss Mm, all day at work?
2: So good.
1: And, of course, this this gels really nicely with the approximately uh, 10 billion complaints of him being an absolute piece of shit to work for for his entire life uh, so that's good you hmm. can you can sit in the Oval Office in the cubicle next to Mike as he says hey you better not be texting your wife back <laughs> to say when you'll be home tonight <laughs> the hospital will tell you when she's delivered it don't worry about it <laughs> yeah you'll find out if and when you get home my goodness hmm so, Bernie, Bernie's winning? Bernie's oh, winning?
2: yes, Bernie's winning. That was That's the crux of it right now. Okay. Yes. Keep you updated.
1: We hope that it stays that way. hmm I, I think the expectation was that, that it would be very difficult or unlikely for Bernie to win South Carolina. So um, This is he, what I'm hearing, but... So if he hmm. doesn't, let's not get too dispirited because he's doing very, very well.
2: Because we're going to win. And if you and are an American person, please get out there and volunteer and do all you can for Bernie Sanders. Donate a yeah. little bit of money. He needs it. He needs it. It's
1: a little something-something, you know?
2: Give him a little something-something. If you we can't don't donate, all have, just just get your words out there, you know? Yeah. Do, some, do some tweets. It's we don't activism.
1: all have $80 billion of our own money to spend on a vanity presidential campaign.
2: That's right.
0: Although I, th- I feel like the funniest outcome would be for him to spend hundreds of millions of dollars of his own money uh, to siphon money away from the other centrist candidates and then lose to Bernie Sanders?
2: Mm. That would be I nice. Like
0: honestly, couldn't see a better outcome.
2: The Clive Palmer move, right? Isn't that what Clive Palmer did?
3: Oh, supposedly. but I... the man well, with a million he, ads? Uh,
2: p-
0: part of his intention was to get the uh, Liberal Party's vote up, which he was absolutely successful yeah, in, sure in doing was. for his own... Uh, incentives. So, what a Fucking, real piece of shit. What? Yeah, we should talk about what a piece of shit Clive Palmer is next
3: episode because yeah. that's a that's a long that's a long topic. Well, we got but... forty five minutes on the Titanic two
1: alone. Hmm. Hmm. Well, um. Yeah, because with with his whole thing, like you're saying, Theo. I think I think if we can judge by Clive Palmer's previous experience as an MP, um, he doesn't actually want to be in office or anything because uh, he mainly just didn't turn up for votes and fell asleep. Um, those were the main things that he did.
0: Relatable. Yeah, which would be... <laughs> yeah, it would rule <laughs> if it wasn't Clive Palmer, but yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, so uh, so he d- clearly didn't have any actual interest in, in engaging with you know the process of creating policy or anything like that. It was 1,000% uh, just a, a great big, hey, I'm going to use this to... I don't know Get out of doing some tax Some stuff like that <laughs> For my dinosaur theme park Kind uh, of have yeah. a productive hobby You know Big piece of shit hmm. I just feel like if I was
3: going to have Like If I was going to spend 400 million dollars on Like a You know Vanity project To not become president I would instead spend that money On a car that can turn into a boat <laughs> Yes. It just seems yes. like a better use of your money. See, like, I don't know if you're following what the concept is, but you like yep. you get in the car and you're like, damn, I wish this car was a boat, and you just drive into the water and then it's a boat. And how much does that car cost? $400 million. Four- <laughs> I don't think the technology is there currently. I mean, I understand so that. The, so the
0: money involved also includes the R&D, that's R&D. costs Absolutely. This is the not, I'm going,
3: turns into a boat. I'm not going to a showroom and I'm putting down $400 million. I'm going to... Uh, Enzo Ferrari. And Uh I'm saying, hello, buongiorno. Uh, Buongiorno, uh, Enzo. I'm going to slide $400 million across the the table, 400 big ones, Mm -hmm. and when I come back here, I want a car that can transform into a boat.
0: Now, real quick, Enzo Ferrari
3: is alive? Um, Well, let me answer your question with another question. Is Enzo Ferrari a real person? (laughs) (laughs) It's-a me, Mr. Ferrari. (laughs) I... Hope I haven't just racistly decided that the founder of Ferrari is called Enzo Ferrari. Holy shit, that's a real person. Alright, I'm yep. not racist. I am once yes. again escaping seduction. Finally. Super dead though. Uh died in the eighties.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Damn. What does, what does Super
3: Dead look like? Uh well he wasn't looking good at the end of his life. <laughs> and now he's looking much, much
1: worse. But he hasn't acquired any new power. Oh so no, 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 like no, that. sorry. Super
3: dead is like if he was freshly dead, he'd be regular dead. He's been dead for a while. That's that's super dead. Doesn't
1: confer any powers or abilities. Normal dead. Uh, so instead, he's. Are you are you saying he has now become irreversibly dead? Unlike immediately after someone dies, yeah, we're past the threshold now
3: uh, where someone could bring him <laughs> back using either science or evil magics.
1: Yeah, because you need you need that little that little spark of life that last... Uh, Gas mm-hmm. of the dying breath. Tiny a little bit uh, of, in like, order to do your magics or your flatliner type science.
0: Well, he's not in cryo, basically.
1: Uh, you
3: know, like when you unplug an electronic device from the wall, and sometimes the light stays on for just a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's
3: exactly the same as that.
1: It's, it's so when you're super dead, the light is firmly it's off. It's
3: completely off. Yeah, all of the residual slow electricity. Uh, inside the thing mm-hmm. is completely gone And Theo you might be able to explain this a little better Because of all that stuff you know about
0: No I feel like you've you've conveyed the spirit really Of it. the science if not the facts <laughs> The lazy
1: electrons Still bubbling <laughs> yeah. about in there mm-hmm. Regular dead is when you try to start a car And it goes rer, 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 rer. And super dead is when you put the key in And it just goes click
3: well, That's quite good actually
1: There's nothing How frustrating nothing is the
3: middle one The one where it's still making a little bit of noise But it's just not catching and you're like come on
1: it's tantalizing, it's just within you reach, like you're busy flooding the engine and It's maybe one thing you <laughs> not do, if you pump all. the
3: pedal enough, maybe it'll happen. Anyway, RIP Enzo doesn't. Ferrari. <laughs> you yep. really did it. I hope you weren't one of those famous Italians that was a fascist. Well, yeah, speaking do. of things that are fascist, uh, mm. who wants to talk about Clearview AI, the thing that is going to ruin every single part of our lives in the near future, uh, either on purpose or accidentally. Me! Great. Finally, Mm. some good news. (laughs) Whereas I personally would hate to talk about it, but I feel like it's going to happen anyway. (laughs) I want you to internalize everything you've heard about this and then let it ruin you with anxiety for at least a couple Mm -hmm. of hours. Just let it ruin you Sunday. So, uh, you've probably heard about this. This is a tool for... Theoretically for cops, it is a tool that allows you to use a not-great-quality photo of someone, search 3 billion photos that this thing has scraped from the internet, uh, from just public-facing websites like YouTube and Facebook and Venmo and a bunch of others, uh, with the idea that it can match them, and you can link that to personal data because it can tell you where it came from. Uh, This was... uh, I'll get into the guy that made it in a second, but this just like started out as something that is like the most heinous tool of the panopticon. Uh, it started out as like a fucking brain fart from some guy. The original name of it was Smart Checker, but they did the thing where the last e before the r they took out. That's how you know it's an mm. app.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Just
3: really love learning like the weird. Which is little funny because
2: it's like grinder.
3: It's exactly like that. Uh, it's
2: exactly what I relate it to.
3: Uh, it's like Grindr, but it's for cops tracking you down and killing you on a whim. Um, now, the thing I love about this concept is that we've
0: heard something like this before a million times already, like over the last five or ten years, where they're like, oh, you can take a photo and we'll use machine learning to work out who you are so that we can put a f- fuzzy bunny next to you in the photo or something like that, and a whole bunch of privacy... Um, People have gone, you know, the EFF or whatever it may be, have gone, hey, that sounds like it could be used for cops, whereas these guys, as far as I can understand it, have skipped the middle part and gone uh, straight for the thing that we're supposed to understand is terrible.
3: Yeah, so they have just... The cop part. They have not asked for you to sort of sign away your information for something fun. They have just gone, okay, we're just going to get every photo we can. Yep. Uh, So they... Yeah, they had a crawler that went over all of these websites, uh, which it turns out violates the terms of service, basically all of them. So they've had cease and desists from everyone, like Facebook, Google, YouTube, whatever, and they've come back and just been like, "Well, it's the First Amendment." So,
1: and I'll let you figure out how that's a strong argument. Uh, hey, if they if they're not doing anything wrong, then they you know they don't have anything to That's like. So true. The refrain of the privacy debate.
3: Uh, They've made a big point of. Because the only time they've ever been in the news, bar one, uh, it was for people being like, holy shit, this is fucked. So they're like, every week they're updating their website, trying to address specific complaints people have about them. So, like, one of the things about it is that it has. You know, it's only crawling what's available when. It's getting all that data. So if you, say, have a Facebook account or an Instagram account that was public at the time and is private now, uh, all of your photos and all that will still be in there, obviously, because that's how that works. But now they've sort of tried to spin it by being like, this is what their website says. Clearview searches the open web. Clearview does not and cannot search any private or protected info, including your private social media accounts. Which is just like a weird way of saying... Uh, we won't do it now if we suddenly decide to get more data, uh, but uh, if it was public before, you're fucked now. Uh, but it's okay. we are got to find out they're very good at accepting responsibility for things. So, they. this is, again, ostensibly just for law enforcement. That's what their website says. Uh, most of the way that they've been getting this out is you can get a 30-day free trial... If you have an email address that's associated with, like, a law enforcement agency. Uh, I can't see how that can go wrong. No, it's a fucking terrifying concept. Uh, And the idea being that uh, cops, individual cops will get this trial, they'll use it, and they'll be like, holy moly, uh, I should get my department to buy this. And a, a lot of police departments have been buying them. Uh, the price of it seems to kind of vary, but in like a couple of examples, one found by CNN, a Chicago Police Department, they paid $50,000 to get a two-year pilot with the company. The Gainesville Police Department got $10,000 for an annual license. I don't know what the deal is there, but it might be based on the number of users or whatever. But that's sort of the method that's seemed to work for them has been having... Just individuals run a bunch of searches and then eventually the department buys it. Uh, It turns out a whole lot of these departments don't realise that their officers are using it. Which is cool to give them an insanely Mm. powerful tool with no regulation and then have no oversight from their superiors whatsoever. Probably fine. But
2: we all trust cops here on the podcast. Oh yeah, I I can't imagine they'd ever abuse
3: something like this ever at all. No. Uh so this thing was made by an Australian guy. Well done us. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> he is a thirty-one year old former model, former app developer, and current startup CEO. His name is I hope I pronounced this correctly, Juan Tontat. Uh according to the bio on his website, he was ranked number one solo competitor in Australia's Informatics Olympiad.
0: Okay, that's probably the most offensive thing I've heard so
3: far. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, but he was also ranked number two guitarist under age 16 in Australia's National Estedford Music Competition. (laughs) The real claim
1: to fame. Awesome.
3: (laughs) Cool. I can't tell if he's put that in there as a joke or if he's just really vibing off it. It's uh, hard to say. Uh, It's nothing we love more than
1: an Estedford.
3: Also, the number of qualifications there. Number two guitarist under the age of 16. I reckon if you have to put in, like, more than one thing of specificity... It's not worth noting. Mm. Uh, So he he grew up in Australia. He moved to the US when he was 19 because he wanted to be an app developer. Uh, He, according to him, created over 20 iPhone slash Facebook apps with over 10 million installs. Uh, They vary dramatically in quality. Uh, One of them was an app called Everyone. And the only information I could find out about it was that it was a social media app that lets you talk to everyone. Cool. So that's a million dollar That's what I've here. been looking for. <laughs> uh, that's
1: what I've been looking for. Those, those, There's not many of those going around, is there? Ways to talk to other people on social media? No, I think
3: this would be a first. Uh, he had another app called the Society of Secrecy, and the only information available online is the following sentences. Speak the truth in the unspeakable society's messaging app. Communicate with other members of the society. Members only. Hmm. But hmm. Like when
2: I hear speak the truth I know it's going to be bad
3: well, It's almost definitely racist for sure mm-hmm.
0: I, th- I think this is a, An app whose community Is populated entirely and actually by, by requirement Of like those people that you see In the background of Eyes Wide Shut With the bird <laughs> mask and you can just see their ass showing under the gown
3: <laughs> I think you're Sort different. of like next
0: door for the people whose ass was showing in the movie Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs>
3: Not one of the regular classy people in the background, just the no, ass no, people. No,
0: we're talking about one of the ones that are thrusting back and forth at exactly one thrust per second.
1: <laughs> Rhythmic. Uh,
3: he also made an app called Lifestream, which automatically shared every photo that you took on your phone. So that your friends could see every photo you were taking, which like you know that within mm. twenty-four hours of everyone getting that app, they accidentally showed their balls to their friends. Just like straight yeah, up. Yeah, accidentally. Uh he made another app called Trump Hair. It was an app that let you put Trump's <sighs> hair on things.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love being an entrepreneur. <sighs> oh.
3: Like, this already paints a picture of a guy that just makes shit that sucks, which is great stuff for a guy that's using, making something that's being used by so many police departments. But it gets even worse. There is a an overwhelming amount of evidence to suggest that he was the guy behind a phishing scam called Viddy Ho, and then a, another Ooh. phishing scam uh, that was the same one, but under the name, I think, Fast Forward. But it was one of those ones where, like, You know, you get one of those super unbelievable messages that's like, Hey, I saw you in this video. Click this link. (laughs) And then you'd click the link and then it would ask for your Google account login uh, by making it look like it was the Google account login screen. And then you would give it your details. It would get every single one of your contacts and then send them a message saying, Hey, I saw you
1: in this video. Click on this link. And he did this twice. He did this two times. Speaking of phishing messages from various things, um, I have been receiving some of those via, like, the PlayStation Network. So, like, the, the thing on your PS4 where you can be friends with people and send them messages. Mm-hmm. You can also send unsolicited messages to people by creating a group and and having it sent off. Now, my name on the PS Network is the same thing as on Twitter. It's uh, illybotion So I've been getting these messages, and, you know, like... um. You know how you can do that kind of thing where you pass text through uh, and get like different sort of Unicode representations of the same text so you can get like bold or italics or whatever, and then there's that sort of disintegrated-looking mm-hmm. text? Um, so that's what they've done with this stuff, I assume, as some way of trying to, to kind of skirt spam filters or something like that. Um, but it gives them all this very, very foreboding tone uh, to see them all written in this particular font. Yeah, it's
3: like if Pinhead was messaging you.
1: Yeah, so I've received a bunch of um, different ones. Here's here's some of them. Keep smiling, <laughs> Uh <laughs> <laughs> Accept yourself, botion Oh my god, I get well, messages nice. like
2: this. It's so good. Would you believe that having the name The 911 Truther <laughs> on PlayStation Network I get some pretty weird messages. <laughs>
1: uh, then we've got the, the even more menacing, fear not, Illybotion. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, fear not, though. It's, it's nice. Fear not.
0: <laughs> I feel like the message, uh, there is nothing to be afraid of, has already answered all the questions <laughs> raised
1: by... And then, and then they've started getting a little more uh, verbose recently, which, and again, you know, you kind of figure with these that the purpose is to get you to engage with them, right? Uh, like you're saying, Ben, normally the way these things go is by someone saying, boy, um... I would really like it if I could give you a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So, just log into your yeah. bank here. A- and
0: also, we've got a photo of your balls.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. All this, all this type of thing. <laughs>
0: kind of carrot and stick sort of situation. <laughs>
1: um, so, I'm not sure. Again, we've got this very disintegrated text here. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to engage with a message that says the following. There is the truth of history. And there is the truth of what a person remembers. As she sat at the edge of the lake, memory blossoms floated, unbounded, as though breathed, no words spoken. Like wow. birds that fly across national borders, between countries, at war with each other, Ilyboshan. Wow. Are you sure this is a fishing nice. scam? Yeah. You're not just like being caught by an insane poet?
3: <laughs> They're all from killer. very different
1: ones. <laughs> and some of some of them seem quite positive, so that's nice. And I don't really have to do anything with them, you know? Hmm. Um, before this point they, they, they were just irregular sort of fishing ones uh, like this one that says a nice man that is true to a woman it doesn't say that's what I'm looking for or anything oh, it's yeah, just you're a just statement reading my profile <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway that's what I've been receiving on the PlayStation network well it might be the same guy <laughs> let's
3: hope so uh, so Clearview is a two person operation uh, he has a business partner called Richard Swartz they met at a an event for the conservative think tank, the Manhattan Institute. Uh, Richard Swartz was an advisor to Rudy Giuliani when he was mayor. Great, uh-huh. <laughs> it's a great start. Apparently, actually has a few connections to right wing politics. This is an excerpt from BuzzFeed News. Who? BuzzFeed News have done pretty much entirely all the reporting on Clearview. Uh, there's been a few things from. Uh, Gizmodo and the New York Times did a really big piece on it, but uh, BuzzFeed's managed to get their hands on most of the like documents around this, it has been pretty amazing. but yeah, Here's their, their bit on Tontat. Uh, While Tontat has raised much of his online persona from that time period, old web accounts and posts uncovered by BuzzFeed News show that the 31-year-old developer was interested in far-right politics. In a partial archive of his Twitter account from early 20- 2017, Tontat wondered why all big US cities were liberal while retweeting a mix of Breitbart writers, venture capitalists, and right-wing personalities. In today's world, (coughs) the ability to handle a public shaming slash witch hunt is going to be a very important skill, he tweeted in January 2017. Those interactions didn't just happen online. In June 2016, Mike Cernovich, a pro-Trump personality on Twitter who propagated the Peetscape conspiracy, posted a photo of Tontat at a meal with far-right provocateur Chuck Johnson, with both of them making the OK sign with their hands. Cool. Awesome. Well, it's good. it's good to know that they're okay. And it gets worse. Uh, this is also from BuzzFeed News. Uh, while there's little left online about Jagger, BuzzFeed News obtained and confirmed a document, first reported by the Times, in which the company claimed it could provide voter ad micro-targeting and extreme opposition research to Paul Nayland, a white nationalist who was running on an extremist, extremist platform to fill the Wisconsin congressional seat of the departing Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. What does extreme voter targeting mean? I don't know. Or uh, well, extreme opposition research seems Yeah, yeah, extreme insane.
1: opposition research. Is that just like, um, oh, we take all the photos that were immediately uploaded to this app? <laughs> and, <laughs> uh,
3: turns out that the person they were running against had got both uh, everyone and live streamer and they'd really fucked themselves up. Um, A smart checker contractor, Douglas Mackey, uh, pitched the services to Nayland. Mackey later became known for running the racist and highly influential Trump-boosting Twitter account, Ricky Vaughn. Described by HuffPost as Trump's most influential white nationalist troll, Mackey built a following of tens of thousands of users with a mix of far-right propaganda, racist tropes, and anti-Semitic cartoons. MIT's Media Lab ranked Vaughn, who used multiple accounts to dodge several bans as one of the top 150 influencers of the 2016 presidential election. So a super racist guy that was working as a contractor for ClearView, uh, pitched using the app to another super racist
1: guy. Cool. All very normal normal stuff. Uh the internet truly living up to its potential, yeah. Uh so the first this this thing has been going since twenty sixteen, right? But
3: the first time it actually came into the news was only at the end of last year. Somehow they just sort of flew under the radar the whole time, even though it was being used that whole time. Uh, But there was a news story from Florida uh, from December where a woman allegedly stole $12,000 worth of basically barbecues from an Ace Hardware, Uh, which, honestly, more power to her uh, if she's guilty. But they found her by using Clearview, and it was kind of mentioned as a footnote in one of the articles, and then that sort of became the story because everyone was like, wait, what, what the fuck is this? And then the New York Times did a big investigation into it, uh, which basically unearthed half the stuff about uh, who the guy is the it and all these connections to the, ro- the far right and stuff. Uh, but also, in the process of them investigating this, they realised that Clearview was monitoring them. Uh, this, Fuck. This is from the New York Times. Uh, when I began looking into the company in November, its website was a bare page showing a non-existent Manhattan address as its place of business. The company's one employee listed on LinkedIn, a sales manager named John Good... Turned out to be Mr. Tontat, (laughs) using a fake name. (laughs) For a month, people affiliated with the company would not return my emails or phone calls. While the company was dodging me, it was also monitoring me. At my request, a number of police officers had run my photo through the Clearview app. They soon received phone calls from company representatives asking if they were talking to the media. A sign that Clearview has the ability, and in this case, the appetite to monitor whom law enforcement is searching for. Uh... Also, as part of that investigation, they got their hands on the code for the app. Uh, They found prototype stuff in there for using it with augmented reality glasses. So this has gone beyond the realm of, I am looking for someone that I have seen on CCTV. I would like to put this photo into the search engine, get some results back. This is you just, like, standing in public and being like, oh, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Uh, So they haven't actually made that yet, but... Clearly, they were thinking about it, which is the most fucking terrifying thing here for me.
2: John well, Good. The whole
1: part. John I wanna, Good. I just
2: want to take a moment to think about the best name he could come up with yeah. was John Good.
1: My name? I am Mr. Good. Um. I, yeah, I think uh, something that's terrifying about this is that, like, I often, I often find myself chuckling at, like, movies about. Uh, you know, the American deep state and everything like uh, the classic, the classic movie, um, Enemy of the State, starring Will Smith and Gene Hackman and everything, sort of uh, early, early 2000s, I want to say yeah, about that. But that was, yeah, that was, it was one of those sort of um, one of those movies that likes to portray the US government as like incredibly hyper-competent. And that if they say, we want to know where this person is, they're, like, within 30 seconds scrambling, like, uh, satellites that can do facial recognition from space and all this sort of stuff. Whereas, like, in reality, I think, we're, you know, we're all pretty, pretty assured that it's not really like that. Especially, you know, in countries like Australia and America when you see the I- incredibly rudimentary stuff that, like, the police are fucking up all the time. Um, that it makes you not as worried about that kind of thing. But this sort of stuff, this sort of stuff of like, hey, I, I got some friends to run my own face through there and they were immediately phoned by the people making the app saying, hey, this is the reporter who's been snooping into our business. This is all very uh, very much like the plot of a movie about a journalist who gets murdered by people for asking the wrong kinds of questions. Very cool and reassuring to me.
3: Well, luckily, there's no way this could possibly end up in the wrong hands. Oh, good.
2: Mm, great.
1: Good, good thing nobody's trying to sell this to the US government. <laughs> Thank God. So their whole thing, they've long maintained, just for law enforcement,
3: right? They, they say that repeatedly on their website. They say that their stated goals are to help identify child molesters, murderers, suspected terrorists, and other dangerous people. So it's just going to law enforcement. So it's perfectly fine. Um, one of its major investors went on the Scott Adams podcast, uh, which I'm sure is great, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and said that they are working with over a thousand independent law enforcement agencies. Uh, Working with is a little bit ambiguous there because that could either mean that the department itself has a contract with them or that could just mean that there are officers that have trial accounts that are using them. It's not entirely clear. Uh, As part of... Oh, actually, I haven't got to that yet. I don't want to spoil the surprise. But here's a quote from a, uh, a police captain of a department that was using the service uh, that should put your mind at ease. Jason Ercole, a captain with the Sonoya Police Department, which is about 40 miles south of Atlanta, said he started with a free trial of Clearview before converting to a paid license and has since made one positive identification suspect who was allegedly cashing fake checks. He said he did not have to go through any training to obtain or use the software... And noted he never uses Clearview matches as the sole basis for obtaining a warrant for arrest. It's just like you giving a weapon to a police officer, Urkel said. You would hope that he uses it properly and doesn't use it improperly and remembers his training. It's a good tool if used appropriately and with caution. Oh, wow. That is the mm-hmm. worst example the I can imagine. <laughs> it's like how when yeah. we give them guns. Mm. That thing that they are like like giving a dog a landmine. I saw a fucking video yesterday of the Chicago Police Department. There was a cop shot. Someone who had been like a uh, fucking, what do you call it? A fair evasion. And he wow. uh, didn't want to be arrested. And then they fucking shot him. With a gun. For like a fucking $2 or $3 train ticket. Uh, so, yeah, great. If we can trust them with guns, we can trust them with access to finding out the identity of any fucking person they see ever.
0: I am well, enjoying the thought of our extremely shitty Panopticon, though, where they run the faces through this terrifying database or whatever and the results come up and then it pops up with a sort of like WinRAR is not free software <laughs> box that they have to click off every time they use it. That is literally um,
3: the
1: only check and balance is they have to get rid of that window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just go, I accept, and then you're, and you're good to go. And and in a at the very recent episode of where we were talking about the massive abuses of power by the new south Wales police to constantly unlawfully search and strip search people like the big thing at the crux of that was them just saying oh yeah i mean like technically the cops have the power to do this stuff but like none of them know what the rules are or really understand the training and the training that we do give to them is just wrong
2: they can just have a vibe about it (laughs) Yeah. It was just straight mm-hmm. vibing.
0: Just a bunch More. of police in the moment. Just mm-hmm. vibing.
1: I mean, the, this makes me think not, a not lot of body cam in sight.
3: <laughs> you know that... Uh, there was the Queensland cop who I think was... Uh, stood down maybe last year or the year before because he had been searching police databases to get the address of uh, one of his friend's ex-wives who was a domestic mm-hmm. violence victim. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's it's just good to know that these tools are just in the hands of cops uh, It's okay though, because there is a code of conduct uh, That is non-legally binding, it just suggested But they should, theoretically, only use the services for law enforcement or security purposes That are authorised by their employer and conducted pursuant to their employment That's very nice Although it's interesting because uh, in an email that BuzzFeed News got their hands on uh, From Clearview to a police officer in Green Bay, Wisconsin They said this Have you tried taking a selfie with Clearview yet? It's the best way to quickly see the power of Clearview in real time. Try your friends or family or a celebrity like Joe Montana or George Clooney. Wow. Your Clearview account has unlimited searches, so feel free to run wild with your searches.
2: Take it of your face from this front angle, maybe try a side angle, other side profile. (laughs) It's it's also uh,
0: clear that... They are not registering these searches under any kind of like aggregated database at all for people to go back and um, validate or like QA or anything like that. Like, if you've got a thing associated with a 30 day trial and you're just Bob Fuckhead from the local police, like, there is no way that your searches are. Gonna end up in like a big list that your boss can like go through to see if you weren't searching for your ex-wife
3: or anything like that. It's it's just clearly just going straight into the ether. It's funny that you say that, or even because it does track searches. But uh, one of the other things that Gizmodo found when they found a copy of the app in a publicly available Amazon S3 bucket uh, is there was also prototyping code in there for a private searching mode.
1: Oh. oh. so just just slap just on the old incognito what? Mm-hmm. And go Porno to town. mode
3: for your panopticon? What optocon? use could that possibly have? Other than someone being like, well time to see what my ex has been up to. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. And um you would like to think that if you were effectively giving people just unfettered access to all this kind of stuff, which they clearly are, like you're saying, Theo, that you would be able to track searches back to accounts so that say I don't know, if somebody got horribly murdered, uh, you could say, gee, did someone do, like, a dozen searches as to this person's whereabouts on this thing immediately before killing them? But hey, you know, who could say?
3: Well, look, alright, so, yes, it's in the hands of a lot of cops. No, there are no restrictions on how the cops are using it. Uh, But, at least that data is safe in the hands of just those people. Except, this week... Uh, when there was a data breach that saw their entire client list go public, uh, ah. this is from a, who could have
2: seen this coming oh, it's just
3: so fucking inevitable, right like that someone is going to amass this data and this data is going to get out uh, which is apparently what their lawyer also believes this is the statement that he put out uh security is clearview's top priority unfortunately, data breach is a part of life in the twenty first century. <laughs> Our servers would never access, we patch the forum, we continue to work to strengthen our security. Data breach is a part of life.
2: It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You were sitting There's on just... an
3: immense database that can fucking identify anyone from like a grainy CCTV fucking crop. And you're just like, oh, whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> Someone got into our Whoops. data. Oh, well,
1: that'll happen. There's also just so many... <sighs> like, I, th- I think we can blame a lot of this attitude, this shift in attitude back to the sort of originators of this whole uh, the, the disruption economy, you know, the the Uber app maker sort of thing. Yeah. Of this whole idea of, hey, um, yes, there are rights, there are privacy concerns, there are regulations, there are workplace laws, all these sorts of things. But frankly, they're getting in the way of progress. Yeah, so, we, we
0: hear you but that's all very boring. Yes. We're moving way too fast for that. So. I understand yeah. that there
3: are regulations, but Uber would like to fly a helicopter directly into your living room.
1: Yeah, and, and I think over the last, say, uh, 10 years, um, I think what we've seen over and over again, especially from Facebook, is that it's, it's so thoroughly illustrated now what the playbook on this is, which is that you do whatever the fuck you want and you operate outside of the law and then when you are involved in yet another gigantic data breach often that data breach showing that you were collecting a whole bunch of data that you weren't telling your users about or that you were selling a bunch of that data to a third party that you had not told those users about um then mark zuckerberg goes before uh congress in his um, weird, weird uh, haircut and his like uh, Dagon fish eyes and skin, uh, and says, We will do better. We can see that you are mad at us, and next time, next time, it'll be fine. Uh, and then several months later, he's back up there saying, I can see how this looks hmm. bad, but next I can
0: time. S- I can see how it was worse than you expected. However,. <laughs>
1: you can legitimately track the number of appearances now over the years where mark zuckerberg has gone before congress in the states and said ah oh, we we're, we're really learning from this and we're going to do better um shortly before doing exactly the same thing again and that's that's just the playbook now the playbook is that you operate outside of the law and then you go sorry oh, whoops sorry we're, we're sorry uh, but, uh, yeah, and, and and I think there's also lots of parallels in here to, like, the massive wage theft crisis that has been exposed in Australia over the last, um, you know, 12, 24 months, which is a thing that has always been ongoing. It's just that it's finally turned into enough of a news story that everybody has to pretend like they didn't know it was happening um and the same thing for the banks you know we we basically have orchestrated this entire system where every every business just gets to flout the law get caught and then say oh yeah we'll look into that and that's kind of the end of it it's very cool cool way to live cool way to exist
0: anyway here's an ad campaign with a thousand slurs (laughs)
1: Uh,
3: the So BuzzFeed managed to get their hands on the, the client list And then they basically uh, called everyone on that list To check that it was real They confirmed it uh, The list contained 2,900 different institutions uh, 2,228 of them had actually used it So they'd made accounts and done searches uh, In total, 500,000 searches have been done uh, Oh, cool That's cool. 500,000 people. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of these were coming from trial accounts. The NYPD, uh, which when asked previously, uh, back when the New York Times, I think, were first investigating it, said that they didn't use it. They did more searches than any other single client, doing 11,000 in total from 30 different logins. Uh, But it turns out it's not just law enforcement that has it. Uh, There are 200 companies on that list. Uh, there's a bunch of Las Vegas casinos. The NBA made accounts. Uh, the fitness company Equinox made accounts. Madison Square Garden made accounts. <laughs> made accounts uh, Best Buy, Walmart, Rite Aid, Macy's, and Home Depot all made accounts. What the what? fuck does Macy's need uh, horrifying facial recognition database searches for? Shoplifters? That person took yeah, I mean, $10 that's, in that's underwear. Let's yeah. find them and shoot them with a gun. Yep.
0: And that's definitely worth all of the fucking, all of the rights that we were given up for this shit. Uh,
3: that wasn't all of the revelations that we had either. So back in January, the ABC talked to every state and territory police department and the Department of Home Affairs in Australia, asking if they use Clearview. Uh, every single one of them said no, except for Victoria Police, who said that they can't comment for security reasons. Uh, BuzzFeed News Australia had a look at the list and found out that police in Queensland Victoria South Australia and the AFP have all been using it they've done more than a thousand searches between them uh, the AFP denied it originally when it was brought to them and then BuzzFeed showed them the documents and they said they would do some further digging after they brought it to their attention <laughs>
1: And then they said, oh, that clear water. I'm typing
0: it up on my invisible typewriter. (laughs)
3: Clear view. Clear view. Uh, Cool. So that's where we're at now. Uh, The recently hacked horrible fucking nightmare app uh, is being used by our cops who famously uh, can't do anything right and are actively trying to fuck people up because they are the worst
1: people alive. So that's awesome. Yeah, and as we've also seen, it is effectively impossible to hold Australian police to account. Mm-hmm.
3: So, like, let's, let's take bets here. Do you reckon this will fuck up society by being used intentionally by law enforcement agencies and governments? Or it'll fuck up society after the entire database leaks and then uh, no one has any privacy? Yeah, I think when we get to the go.
0: point where we're using augmented reality goggles to uh, walk down the street and link people's appearances to OnlyFans leaks and... <laughs> just like, you know, having their entire, you know, police history pop up in front of their eyes and all that sort of thing, that maybe we need to reflect on uh, that we went wrong somewhere.
3: Yeah, but we like to do that after the fact, so. I don't want to do the Ian Malcolm speech from Jurassic Park, but what part of you making this doesn't just go like this might actually be a bad thing if it exists. Like you can't it requires so much trust in everyone that's gonna come into contact with it that it's fucking absurd. I mean it's a stupid hypothetical hypothetical to, to pose because they just want money. And I mean that's it. But
1: Yeah, and I guess the thing as people. well that we have all been shown over and over and over again when it comes to this type of thing, what you're talking about, is the like I guess to, to so many aspects of law enforcement is that a lot of it involves people having access to, to systems, to rights, to powers, and all that sort of thing, um, which if we lived in an absolutely perfect world and no humans were involved in the process somehow, um, I mean, it would still fuck up, but even then, so much of this is just relying on like, average people to do the right thing 100% of the time. Uh, and it just doesn't happen. I mean again, when we were talking about that um, when we were talking about the issues with unlawful searches in New South Wales and I 'm sure across other parts of Australia, um, you know one of the one of the things that they had said in that that well the the two large parts of the issue were that a they had given cops quotas for how many searches they had to do on members of the public throughout a year, completely untethered from whether or not there's actually a reason to search people. So you've already introduced a reason to do it outside of thinking that a crime has been committed. But also that, um, you know, the actual oversight involved, that you needed to take that to a senior officer and say, I need you to verify this report for me that I've done the right thing. Um, Instead, they just said, oh, you can self-verify your own reports. That, That oversight part, what if we just pull that out of there? So, even in situations where, even with proper oversight, there's still going to be stuff going wrong, they're making active efforts at every single turn to say, what if we didn't have that, though? Which is just
2: terrifying stuff. uh, That's for sure.
3: It's true. I'm going to read out the last two paragraphs of the big New York Times piece on it, because I think you might like this. Uh, even if Clearview doesn't make its app publicly available, a copycat company might, now that the taboo was broken. Searching someone by face could become as easy as Googling a name, strangers would be able to listen in on sensitive conversations, take photos of the participants, and no personal secrets. Someone walking down the street would be immediately identifiable, and his or her home address would only be a few clicks away. It would herald the end of public anonymity. Asked about the implications of bringing such a power into the world, Mr. Tontat seemed taken aback. I have to think about that, he said. Fuck! For the very first time, <laughs> I'm just going to consider that now. Huh? That's strange. <laughs> Fuck me.
1: What? I feel like, I feel like we. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a damn second. <laughs> w- why are you asking me <laughs> about this? Oh, yeah. uh. I feel like we 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 looked at something really similar to this recently, where like somebody got asked about something like this, and they sort of said, "Oh, wow, yeah." I guess that's something to consider, like, but... Oh, that but, was the cops, where
3: the judge is like, you don't reckon that this was, like, there's no reason you could have possibly done any strip searches? He's like, yep, now that you mentioned
1: it. Yeah, now now, that, now <laughs> that I'm thinking about it for the very first time, though, the 119 strip searches I did over the weekend were probably all unlawful. Yeah. Uh, great. thanks up, guys. Great stuff that uh, people are... So preoccupied with doing this sort of shit and, you know, like saying Ben, just being someone who can say, I made the next big app. I am a billionaire now and also everybody can put on their goggles and immediately see all of the dick pics you sent when you were 19.
3: I just, I can't get over the fact that it's like the the juxtaposition between what this guy did previously and how big this is going to be now is mind boggling to me. Some guy who made an app called Romantic Gifts (laughs) should not be able to make something that's used by law enforcement agencies
1: all over the world. I agree. I just... It's very troubling. (sighs) Mr. Romantic Gifts.
2: Good stuff.
3: Well, anyway, uh, I guess you could wear a mask. uh, Cops don't like that.
1: Cops don't like that. (laughs) Uh,
3: Wear a motorbike helmet Mm -hmm. everywhere you go. I'll enjoy the future.
1: Yeah. So, um, like I said, the, the cops kind of are using it and already, uh, you know, as we said, they, they've kind of used it and then said, no, we're not using it. And then after being shown that they are using it, said, oh, that, yes, we are using that. Um, so I guess like if, you know, not sure exactly what you can do about it, you could write to the Commonwealth Ombudsman. Um, so you can lodge complaints with them. They specifically have oversight into, like, policies and methods that police use um, at the, the sort of federal level. So rather than... If you, if you put in a complaint to your local police, they will say, hey, we're only taking complaints about, like, matters that involve you specifically. Um, in the same way that if you went to the Commonwealth Ombudsman and said... Hey, I, I want to make a report of a crime. They will say no. Go and talk to your your local police. Um, but the Commonwealth Ombudsman covers like actual actual policies and that sort of stuff. So you know you should feel very free to submit a thing to them that says I am highly concerned about police access to this thing. It should be reviewed. It should be made sure that there is effectively no accessing of this done by the cops or any law enforcement agencies in Australia. Uh, You can also lodge complaints with your state's police department, uh, and you can also write to your local member, try and make an issue out of it. So that's uh,
3: Queensland, Victoria, and South Australia, I believe, the the three states that have
1: made accounts that have been using it. That's right. Queensland, Victoria, and South Australia, the three states in Australia. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All three of them. Uh, Yeah. Or Crime Pass style, you could just throw a brick uh, through the window of any cop car. I
3: think it certainly might be the most effective
1: tool here, but uh yeah
3: crime pass uh if you see a cop, follow them home <laughs> find out where the fuck they live
1: please do not get shot uh <laughs> while doing a bit before the show oh <laughs> uh, terrifying, terrifying stuff uh but yeah kick up a kick a stink about it, you know Make very clear that you're just kind of tired of having your privacy violated at each and every turn. It's bad enough that the cops can just roll up on you in the street and say, Oi, give us a geese in your holes. It's not you on. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish they couldn't do that. It's, it's not, not on. on. Do not like it. We don't care for it. And is that mm. it for us, I folks? love to end on is some good new news the week? every week. Oh, uh, we've had mm-hmm. nothing but good news lately, have we? I
3: mean, even... We could go out on this almost a feel-good story if it weren't for the part of it that's not a feel-good story. Look, I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, This is a story from the BBC with the deceptively low-key headline Liverpool Travelodge, colon uh, Digger Driver Jailed for Rampage. Uh, Here we go. A digger driver who smashed up the entrance of a new hotel because he was owed £600 in wages has been jailed. This is the downer part. Uh, John Manley of Netherton, Merseyside, left a trail of destruction at the Travelodge in Liverpool on the day work was due to finish. He caused more than £443,000 worth of damage to the front door reception desk and windows during the rampage in January 2019, which went viral. Uh, At Liverpool Crown Court, he was jailed for five years and four months. Manley, 36, of St. Aidan's Way, was previously previously admitted damaging property and being reckless as to whether life was endangered. Videos of the destruction showed colleagues asking Manley to stop as he shouted, All you <laughs> had to do was pay me.
2: We stan a king.
3: Uh, sentencing, Judge David Aubrey QC said Manley was intent on maximum damage and intended to leave a trail of destruction. He said Manley had caused destruction in the extreme and put the safety of those inside and outside the building at risk. The judge accepted Manley, who, who was reported to have, quote, social problems, had a number of issues in his life. His grievance, or perceived grievance, in consequence of the fact that you had not been paid your wages, may well have been the catalyst which led you on this day to erupt like a volcano.
2: They do erupt. Damn.
3: The court previously heard uh, Manley had intended to cause damage as he had not been paid over the Christmas period. The site was run by Renstone Property Management, but Manley was employed by a contractor MF Groundworks, which received payment for work carried out on the 17th January. Site manager Peter Robinson said he saw Manley twice in the days before the rampage, and he had threatened to barricade himself in a hut and damage the building if he was not paid. Trevor Jones prosecuting said, Mr. Robinson believed this was a threat that would not be carried out, and made him a cup of tea and bought him a sandwich. <laughs> uh, but two hours after a meeting on the 21st of January, Manley got into the digger and effectively destroyed the ceiling, wiring, and structure of the building after ploughing through the front doors. Mark Sharman, defending, said the father of two could not afford electricity or to buy food because he had not been paid. So he could not have his children over to stay. So a lot of the like coverage of this was kind of sneering. Like the Mirror did a headline about a guy causing, you know, 440,000 pounds of damage just because he wasn't paid 600 pounds. That's a lot of money. I mean, if he's at a point where he can't mm. afford to buy food. Yeah. Mm. yeah yep. That's a shitload of money. Fucking the guy was absolutely right to do what he did. Unless, you know, if someone had died, maybe not. But uh, no one did. So he is morally in the clear. Good for him. Good on him.
1: That's his we crime see. pass for the day.
3: Uh, yeah. So there's actually two crime passes uh, Follow a cop home and fuck up your workplace Just absolutely fucking destroy it
2: <laughs> Sure
3: <laughs> And show the cops this crime pass mm-hmm. and you Oh will no be
1: fine. Ars- parody, parody Parody, Doing parody, irony. Satire. parody. Oh dear And if, uh, you know, if you want to get a whole vibe for that general sort of thing Watch the 1993 film Falling Down Just ignore mm. the racist parts uh, you don't the, have to yell at a guy
3: and tell him to speak English.
1: Does he yell at a guy and tell him to speak English?
3: Uh, the the convenience store guy. It's the same place where he also complains about how things don't cost the same as they cost in the 50s.
1: No, he complains about how much uh, things cost. But then later on, when he runs into the Nazi guy at like the, the military outlet store, he's like, I'm not a racist. I'm not like you, handily absolving himself oh, of he's all of a the... White supremacist. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he doesn't yell at the guy about speaking English. I swear that's the thing. He just, he uh, just, he wants to, he wants to watch
3: the film falling
1: down right into us. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's, it's a very clumsy attempt by Joel Schumacher to say, let's have this white guy who looks like he's from the 1950s, Michael Douglas, going very psycho mode in this movie. Um, let's have him complain about all the things that people who live in LA would complain about like Latino gang members and, like, Korean uh, convenience stores, will have him complain about these things, but he complains about them from a specifically not racist standpoint. Like, he's just trying to walk through a park without getting shaken down by thugs. He's just trying to buy a soda, except the soda costs too much money. Um, And then later on, he goes, Hey, I'm not a Nazi like you. I just want to make America great again.
0: (laughs) So watch reactionary film falling down. That's Andrew's falling movie
3: recommendation down. for the week. <laughs>
1: and we know that Club. all of all of my recommendations are extremely reactionary movies because they're the fun ones.
3: I just watched Shooter for maybe the
1: twenty fifth time. I seen it. Uh that oh, of, that's not is that a reactionary movie? It's an anti government uh, movie. It's an anti anti-, bit, anti deep yeah. state movie. I think they explicitly try and
3: make him not apolitical, but like you know, there's the line in there where he's like, "I don't like the president much." Didn't like the last guy either, which is meant to be him saying, "I don't like Obama, but I didn't like Bush either."
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Well he, well, he's he's very much been betrayed by the government in that movie. You're gonna have to watch Shooter, thing right. so you know what we're talking about when we talk about it every four the weeks. Mark
3: Wahlberg movie, <laughs> Shooter. Shooter. <laughs> Speaking of racist outbursts, outbursts towards Asian people.
1: Oof. Mark Wahlberg. The actual Mark Wahlberg. Yep. Oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> That's it for us. For uh, if if you'd like an extra episode of the show every week, uh and to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash BuntaVista. Uh, if you want to write in with a question, uh write into mailbag at BuntaVista. If you want to write a scene anything like why are you guys so obsessed with the Mark Wahlberg movie Shooter? <laughs> uh, then you know, shoot us a question. And until then, uh, we are going to keep laboring away in the horrifying Punta Vista Scenario Factory That's factory right. uh, a place that it seems We're we will never
2: please write us a letter We're well very I mean lonely. forever
0: kind of implies the concept of like linear time
1: which I'm not sure in this place but we'll, we'll see all
3: right folks we'll see you next week.
1: Sorry, everybody. I have just tipped a gigantic hot coffee onto my dick. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. This sucks. This sucks so bad. Um, I am going to need a few minutes. Fuck. We're talking a full coffee cup. My, my crotch is steaming.